time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. You're looking at a tableau of reality. Things of substance, of physical material, a desk, a window, a light. These things exist and have dimension. Now this is Arthur Curtis, age 36, who also is real. He has flesh and blood, muscle and mind. But in just a moment, we will see how thin a line separates that which we assume to be real with that manufactured inside of a mind. Sean, the 23rd episode of The Twilight Zone. And, and, you know, we need to decide, like, uh, at the beginning here, because I've I've just been saying, you know, I've I've just been giving the numerical episode that we're on, which (laughs) some podcasters do with their podcasts. But since, you know, we're dealing with a show that has multiple seasons, we want to say season one, episode 23, and then uh, in season two, say season two, episode one, do we just want to just keep them? The, the number thing going. What's our our style doing this thing? You know, I don't know if we're <clears throat> I don't know if we're emotionally equipped to make that decision right now. Uh, let's uh, you know we got a uh, what uh, fourteen more eps in uh, in season one. Let's make that call when we get there. Yeah, I believe there's uh, there's thirty six episodes in the first season, so we got some time. We can we, can, we have we can, some time. We have a couple months. Yeah, we'll let we'll let future Keith and Sean decide. <laughs> Uh, but we were we were mentioning a, a few weeks ago that uh, I had watched the second season of the new Twilight Zone, but you hadn't quite caught up yet. Yeah, and I was very disappointed in the uh, the season finale, uh, which does involve the Canamites. Uh, but you hadn't seen it yet, and now you have. Yeah, uh, same. Disappointed. Uh, just not. <sighs> the Canamites deserve better. That's, that's, that is my takeaway. Um, it was, uh, you know, I've, I've since tried to refer, uh, retire the, uh, the, the word goofy on, on the more comical, uh, lighthearted Twilight Zone episodes, but this, that, that really was just goofy. Um, this Jordan Peele's doing a fantastic job, um, with, uh, with the entire series, but I, I just did not enjoy how the second season it, the the rest of the season was great. It seemed to just keep getting better as it went along, and I'm like, oh, we haven't even gotten to the episode with the you know the the to serve man, uh, uh, you know, sort of sequel thing, and I'm I'm all excited. Watch it, and I'm like, well, that, that was kind of like if They Live was a goofy sitcom. With- <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I want to watch They Live now. Hey, there's something wrong. This might be the second time that they live. Got I remember. I think I. I, I think I think there was a a, a Keith David a, a reference early on. <laughs> we talked. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, they live coming up in a discussion of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> who Who would have guessed it? You know, I um, not to turn this all into the uh, uh, a conversation about about the new ones, but. Um, I will say a standout episode is the one with Damon Wayans Jr., uh, where he's like controlling what happens in his city. Um, oh yeah, that that was great. Yeah, where he's got he's got the little model, and that actually so is what happens uh, in the in the real world. And uh, yeah, that one a lot like the first season episode, um, you know, Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet. I think it yeah is, is what they called it. It was. 
definitely like it reminded you of an old school Twilight Zone episode. It was clearly referencing one, but it was still its own unique story. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I think that was that was one of my favorites, although still like the first episode, like the the the, uh, uh, the twist in that one. I, I really like that one. But, uh, yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you haven't seen the, the second season of the Jordan Peele uh, Twilight Zone, definitely check it out. But the one thing that we're checking out uh, today is the uh, the first season original series twilight Zone episode a world of difference and uh first thing off the bat um the, the, the title it kind of bugs me for some reason like <laughs> I, I don't know why but it, it just doesn't seem to actually reference anything in the uh in, in the episode so that bothers me a little bit so we're not off to a great start i think i think i i i was actually thinking the same thing but i think it makes sense when we get to the end Okay, I could see that. And, uh, you know, just to recap the uh, the episode a little bit, uh, you're following uh, Arthur Curtis, who is at, at the beginning, we see, I, I think he's planning like a weekend in Vegas with his wife or something like that. Yeah. Through his secretary. And then suddenly, uh, when he's talking uh, on the phone or, or trying to, um, phone doesn't work. And suddenly he's uh, on a soundstage. And uh, he's told that uh, Arthur Curtis, who he thought he was, is just a role he's playing. And he's really an author, a, a, uh, an actor named uh, Jerry, uh, who's, you know, sort of uh, an, an alcoholic. And uh, he's going through a divorce and uh, nobody around the, the movie set seems to like him. And uh, so it doesn't seem like a, a particularly fond, uh, fond existence for him. Everybody um, hates him. Everybody hates him. Um, literally everybody. Hates him. And just, just uh, not not to get on, on too much of a, a, a sidekick, uh, you know, for us. But um, as I'm watching that, I uh, I forget who the who is playing his his shrew of an ex wife. <laughs> watching it, I'm, I'm thinking, wow. If my friend uh, Jen DeSalvo, who is a uh, TV reporter here in Chicago lived in the 1950s and was both blonde and constantly angry that she would look just like her fun fact you ready to get your mind blown she is the mother of sean penn really yes and of course chris penn and michael penn but right obviously. <laughs> she loves them all equally i I'm, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Actually, I might like Chris and Michael Penn more. Sean's kind of a <laughs> Sean's kind of a douchebag. <laughs> he is. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, Eileen Ryan. Um, and as as we kind of go through these, and 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 I was um, I I was kind of inspired. I think I think by our first episode to just go through and do a deep dive on all these actors. Uh, Howard Duff, who plays Arthur and Gerald. He was married to Ida Lupino for like 30 years, who was in the um, like episode four or five. Oh, yeah. The uh, the 16 millimeter shrine. Yes. yes. <laughs> As uh, always, I forgot the title. <laughs> I mean, that, that could sort of comes back to, I think, our, our theory at the time is that, uh, you know, Serling was able to get all these big name actors because uh, he was Rod Serling and he knew them. <laughs> uh, why this guy showed up. And uh, I, I think to... Uh, to 
to bring back a, a, a theme from this particular podcast. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but uh, once again, we have a, a vicious example of Twilight Zone age syndrome. I was about to ask, is, is, he, is he 36 and I missed it? Uh, no, yeah, Arthur Curtis is 36. <laughs> oh, yeah, the opening narration, Arthur Curtis, age 36. <laughs> uh, Howard Duff, the actor who plays him, is... Ooh, how old was he? 47. <laughs> Just call him 47. That's yeah, all you have to do. It's it's okay to be 47. There's absolutely no reason for them to uh, to fudge his age like that, but for some reason they did. And, and I think we... I think we even even looked it up, and and that's about the age Serling was. So he, so there's probably just a number of examples of him, uh, just sort of like, ooh, what if this happened to me? <laughs> point. I tell you, Keith, in exactly ten years, I'm going to be telling a, I'll still be single, and I will be telling a woman, way too young for me, that forty seven is the new 30, 37. I, yeah, I think that'll work. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a good idea. Um, so everybody seems to hate this guy. So you can see why, you know, maybe he would want to retreat into a, a fictional world. Yeah. Um, now, now here's, here's something that jumped out at me, in, in addition to the name thing and, and the Twilight Zone age syndrome. So, you know, he's showing him the, the script, The Private World of Arthur Curtis. And, and I believe that this was a... This is a movie, not a TV show. Yeah. What kind of boring ass movie are they making? <laughs> I was about to say, like, this if if the Truman show was not already made, this would <laughs> this would make me want to make the Truman show. And that's exactly what I've always thought about. Like uh people watching the Truman show. It just sounds boring. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't understand that. I could see popping in every once in a while and saying, "Oh, I wonder what uh, what Truman is up to right now." And he's sleeping, and you change the channel again. I, I I don't understand why people are actually like glued to it. I'm not going to watch the Private Life of Arthur Curtis. I'm not either, especially you know, like literally, he's just on the phone asking somebody to to book a vacation for him or something, you know. <laughs> I'm reminded, and, and I've I've used this line a lot in, in talking to radio hosts uh, over the, especially the past couple of years, uh, where they'll they'll say they want to do something on the air, and I say that doesn't make any sense, and then I say <laughs> I'm reminded of the episode of Seinfeld, where uh, Jerry and and George are pitching their idea for a show about nothing yeah. uh, to see next. And, uh, you know, George is trying to explain the concept. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a show about nothing. And, and one of the NBC execs says, um, well, if it's about nothing, why is it on? Why am I watching it? Because <laughs> it's on TV, the executive says, not yet. <laughs> yeah, I just I I can't imagine this being a, a blockbuster. And especially if it's a movie, then like. You got 90 minutes to tell a story, and I don't think, like, if, if we're spending seven of them at, with him at the um, uh, uh, travel agent's office buying tickets to Vegas, like, yeah, it's, you know what, it's not going to win an Oscar, but what do I know? Well, I don't know. Probably makes more sense than Parasite. I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> 
Uh, actually, Parasite wasn't that bad. I, I I didn't get what all the fuss was about, but Parasite wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I am I am part of the Parasite cult. Yeah, like like I said, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just <laughs> We're gonna yeah, get so many letters, Keith. Get what the hype was about. <laughs> um, so we we've established it's a it's a boring uh, movie. So he 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 sets out with his uh, his shrew of an ex wife or soon to be ex wife. Uh, He's trying to get to what he thinks is home, and uh, it doesn't uh, doesn't turn out that he he lives there. And then his uh, shrew of an ex wife takes him to his actual house, um, and and you know eventually I, I think he comes to the conclusion of well you know I was in my office when all this happened. Um, uh, going back to the office will 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 solve all of my problems and, of and return the world back to balance. And uh, uh, in his, uh, in his, to his credit, it actually does. Yeah. So he, in you, in your opinion, which, which one was quote real? Was Arthur Curtis or Reagan real to begin with? Oh, that's a good question. Not necessarily how it ends. Yeah, because. Because there's been plenty of times in in the Twilight Zone, um, like up to this point, and certainly uh, in episodes to come, where like the person will basically sort of choose like their fictional world. Yeah, like that's just where they go. Like uh, uh, a stop at Willoughby is a good example. Yeah, where he just decides, okay, I'm getting off the train and I'm going to live in this uh, little Tom Huck world, <laughs> and uh, and you know that that's what happens. Uh, so yeah, that is. You've you've just blown my mind because that <laughs> and I even thought of I just always assumed because that when when I was watching this I I didn't know if this was um like Arthur Curtis getting back to where he was or if this was a story about Jerry Reagan making his life better. Yeah, so suddenly the, this episode is a lot more deep. um so so i i always assumed that he really was arthur curtis so that's that was always my point of view on the episode because i i had never even considered that he wasn't um yeah i so i I think i would stick with that just because uh that that's what i always and you know i mean he uh well, I don't know. So in, in in the closing narration, Jerry Reagan is not even mentioned. Um, in the opening, uh, Serling says that they're both real. Um, the um, oh, uh, sorry, he he's, he says he's just as real as, as the desk. So you know, yeah, I think you're right. I uh, because both in the opening and closing narration, Serling only mentions Arthur Curtis, but that's who that's who's real at the end right um but i don't know the the i i I really uh really enjoyed the closing narration uh more than most just for this one line the modus operandi for the departure from life is usually a pine box of such and such dimensions and this is the ultimate in reality (laughs) like that's it's it's a sentence that doesn't really make sense um, but I just I, I love the reference of a pine box and 
The it, modus operandi for departure from life. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it sounds very profound just because Rod Serling is saying it. Oh, of course. A thousand percent. <laughs> uh, well, one thing that uh, jumped out at me uh, about this episode is uh, there's one, one point where he's trying to figure out what's going wrong, what's going on here. And uh, he he tries to make tries to call his house first. And um, he doesn't yeah. remember his own phone number. <laughs> The whole thing he, he he calls the operators like hey connect me with the phone at such and such an address and the operator's like there is no thing and i'm like why didn't you just dial your phone number i mean it's gotta be I, easy he's a big important um uh, businessman slash actor playing a businessman <laughs> shouldn't you know your own phone number like like isn't that the first thing your parents teach you hey if we get separated here's your <laughs> also it's the 60s so there's like a hundred phone numbers in the country. His phone right. number was probably one 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 one. Yeah, it, it's it's literally a phrase in four numbers. <laughs> Klondike five five five. Exactly. That's all he needs to know. So, <laughs> and Jerry Reagan are kind of kind of doofuses. <laughs> uh, also, uh, another thing that I noticed is. This probably more than any other Twilight Zone episode. Uh, the music is incredibly annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I, I don't know if it's like a theremin that they're using, or, or it's like this, like the twenty minutes of just screeching sounds. They tried. I think they tried really hard for it to be like a. I don't. I, I can't place it, but yes, yes, absolutely. Um, another episode, uh, written by Richard Matheson. Yeah. Uh, he wrote quite a few, uh, Twilight Zone episodes plus, uh, Somewhere in Time, uh, plus, uh, I Am Legend, a bunch of, a uh, bunch of different things. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he's, uh, I, I'm not sure how many Twilight Zone episodes he, he wrote. I'd have to, to look that up, but it seems like it's a, it's a name that pops up a lot. Oh Yeah. Also, by the way, I just looked this up. Uh, he wrote the Incredible Shrinking Man, which is a is a is a good movie. Yeah, uh, he wrote the Omega Man, which which obviously the Omega Man was was based on I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, are you ready for this? I don't know. Okay, he wrote Oz three D. Oh, I am into that. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, what is the what is the movie where um, people shrink down to like save somebody's life and they go in there and they go in the, some dude's body? Uh, I think that is Incredible Voyage. Okay, okay. I remember watching that as a kid and becoming terrified, and my mom had to like talk me off the ledge because I was I was worried that <laughs> tiny people could like. Yeah. Shrink down and invade my body. <laughs> wow, that's um, I don't uh, I don't know that uh, you might have to t- talk to a shrink about that one. I'm not, I'm <laughs> no, don't say shrink. Don't say shrink. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, enjoyed this one. Uh, this is one that I that I don't typically skip over. But I've never, I haven't been too jazzed about it. Um, but I really enjoyed it on this on this run through. Yeah, so did I. Aside from the music, 
that that was uh, music is distracting for sure. Yeah, we, we get it. Um, so if if they were going to make a a movie, uh, the the private life of Sean Majors would uh, would would uh, would people go see that? Because because the private life of Keith Conrad, they're 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 skipping that one. Um, it's not going to be interesting uh, because he's been playing the same video game for the past five years, uh, Fallout Four. Um, but I can tell you one thing: I would not be rooting for the main character. <laughs> uh, well, I I wasn't really rooting for the uh, the, the main character in this. Movie. <laughs> That's true. That's not really uh, that that big of a big of a change. Uh, up next, the uh, next week on uh, on Time Off at Last, we'll be uh, looking at the episode "Long Live Walter Jameson." Yes. So I, so I hope that we'll be rooting for that main character. Perhaps. The modus operandi for the departure from life is usually a pine box of such and such dimensions. And this is the ultimate in reality. But there are other ways for a man to exit from life. Take the case of Arthur Curtis, age 36. His departure was along a highway with an exit sign that reads, This way to escape. Arthur Curtis, en route to the Twilight Zone.